When I, when I was a freshman in high school, my dad lost his job and we picked up from Hartford City, Indiana. We loaded into a moving truck and we went all the way to Las Vegas, Nevada. And when I was there in Las Vegas, growing up and being raised in Indiana, I felt completely alone. Like I lost all my friends, I lost all my family. And every night I would go in my room and think to myself, mom and dad, you have ruined my lives. I know you kids never have that thought ever, but I had that thought when I was in Las Vegas, Nevada. So if you'll, if you'll put my pictures up here for a moment, let me ask you a question. Have you ever felt alone? Yeah. Some of us have felt alone because we were in a relationship with somebody and they said, I love you. And we said, I love you. And then there came a point when they said, I don't love you anymore. And we felt alone. Some of us, we felt alone because we're on a sports team and it was a critical game and we went for it and we missed. We didn't make the goal. And our teammates reminded us of that the rest of the season. Um, there are a lot of ways to feel alone. You prep for a test and you think you're ready and you take the test and then you get a C minus and you think, what, <laughs> right? So even when we feel like we're all alone, the truth of the matter is God is actually with us. And I wanna remind you that based, making decisions based on what you, just on what you feel is not always best. Tucked away in the Old Testament, is the story of three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they were part of the, the Jews that had been deported to a foreign country because Israel had been defeated, okay? And so in this country, which was headed up by a king named Nebuchadnezzar, uh, Nebuchadnezzar got this idea that he was going to build a golden statue in the plain of Dura. And this is built to scale. It's not a small statue, is it? <laughs> and he decided to have a dedication ceremony where he invited everybody, the officials, the nobles, the who's who out to the plain of Dura. And everybody was instructed, when you hear the trumpet, when you hear the musicians start, bow down to the statue. Well, if, if God's people had learned anything by being defeated and by being taken away to a foreign country, they learned that no matter what we do, we're not gonna worship anybody but God first. We're not gonna make that mistake again. And so there were three young men, Jewish men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. They didn't bow down, they didn't worship. And word got to the king that the Jews, and in particular, these three men, weren't obeying his decree. And the king was furious. Uh, the Bible says this in Daniel chapter three. Nebuchadnezzar flew into a rage and ordered that Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be brought before him. When they were brought in, Nebuchadnezzar said to them, is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you refuse to serve my gods or to worship the gold statue I've set up? I'll give you one more chance to bow down and worship the statue that I've made when you hear the sound of the musical instruments. But if you refuse, you will be thrown immediately into the blazing furnace. And then what God will be able to rescue from my power? 
kind of hear him, can't you? Well, he ordered that the furnace be stoked hotter than it normally runs. And they threw Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego into the furnace. But when the king looked inside the furnace, he saw one, two, three, I can barely make out the shadow, but four people in the furnace. And he was confused. And so he called out, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out, come out. And they did. And people were amazed because their clothes didn't stench. They weren't cindering or smoldering. There was no smoke coming from their head, like from laughing. There was nothing like that. And, and even the king, the Bible tells us that the king fell down on his knees and worshiped the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Um, an important thing that happened in this in this account is that when Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego went into the furnace, they didn't know how things would turn out. <laughs> they didn't know how things would turn out. They didn't know if God would rescue them or if they would die in the furnace. They just knew that they were gonna be faithful and they were gonna trust God. You're gonna face situations in your life where you don't know what the outcome is. You don't know what God's gonna do. Maybe he'll rescue you, maybe he won't, but will you be faithful? Will you be faithful? Our bottom line today is really simple. Uh, trust that God is always with you. Even when you don't feel like it, even when you feel alone, Jesus has made a promise at the end of Matthew's gospel, lo, I am with you always. And always means always. In all circumstances, no matter where you are, no matter what's going on. Another way to, to frame that is to frame it in the form of a question. What does it mean to trust God? For those of you that are a little older, what does it mean to trust God with your money? What does it mean to trust God with that relationship that's always given you friction? What does it mean to trust God when you think your boss is out to get you? What does it mean to trust God? I wanna pray for us uh, this morning. Father, help us to trust you no matter what. Thank you for the examples that we see in the Bible. Thank you for the example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Help us to trust you this day and give us what we need. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.